0: Yeah, that's the guitar version of the 20th Century Fox logo from the uh, movie Bohemian Rhapsody. 8:36 with John Landecker in for Dave Plyer on 7:20 WGN, and we're going to talk about movies right now with our good friend Blockbuster Blake Stubbs. Hey, thanks for coming on tonight. Hey, appreciate it, John. How you been? I'm it's been a while. He, yeah, it is. It's true. Um, <laughs> you know, it's an appropriate time to come on though and talk about some films because. We're right into that time of the year when, uh, between Thanksgiving and and the new year, that studios, at least they used to, um, have, you know, scheduled releases of films that they feel are going to be uh, hits that will, you know, be critical hits, box office hits. They've been sitting on them for the year, and they also need to get them out by the end of the year so that the ones that they've got their money invested in and their belief in would qualify for uh, the Oscars and the Screen Actor Guild awards. Um, so, where where do we stand in all of this? I mean, what is the first one out of the box, so to speak, the Fablemans, the Spielberg movie?
1: Yes. So, uh, Steven Spielberg's more autobiographical film, uh, The Fablemans, uh, is is out now. I mean, you can see it in theaters and select areas. Uh, it's my understanding it was supposed to be more of a wide release, but um, where I'm currently at, which is the Peoria, Illinois area, um, I could not see it unless I drove back up to Chicago. So uh, I, it's I on my list. Don't you
0: find that yeah. to be a don't you find that to be a bit weird?
1: I do yeah. particularly because Steven Spielberg uh, is uh, by you know quite a few accounts the man who invented the blockbuster i mean this and, is the guy who you know yeah. put out jaws and changed the industry um, and also he 's probably our most populist filmmaker i mean this is a guy who 's made so many different types of films, both you know historical films he 's made you know big blockbuster types of films that are Thriving upon uh, high levels of imagination And the Fablemans is supposed to be His truly personal, autobiographical This is what I was like as a kid Movie Uh, And the, the trailer oozes charm I mean, it definitely looks like a Spielberg movie And at the same time um earlier screenings were were very positive uh for it um but for whatever reason uh the wide release uh is not exactly in every single screen around the country yet so um be on the lookout for that one uh which i think you know john i will be uh but um i would highly recommend uh you know trying to see that if you can because um for whatever reason, it might be one of those movies that it's release is going to be sort of spread out over the next month.
0: Well, I've got a theory. Um, I've got a theory why they're doing this. You want to hear my theory? Why this? Absolutely. why Why they're distributing it this in this manner. It doesn't appeal to the prime box office demographic. It's not an 18 to 35 year old draw. It's not a Marvel movie. It's not a Pixar movie. It's not an action movie. Um, I really think that that's the reason, uh, because other films that are out now, um, that have, you know, action and animation and things like that, they're, they're everywhere. And I just, yeah, and you've
1: got more coming out too. Yeah. uh, before the end of the year.
0: I just found it to be really weird. It struck me because it's not in my area either. And I'm like, what? This AMC thi- right. theater, this AMC theater, is not carrying the new Spielberg movie, which I have read is like a four star tour de force. What's going on? I mean,
1: yeah, I, I think so that's it. Once, and one thing that I've I've sort of picked up on, at least um, if you if you look around now, again, me trying to find a screening of the table yeah. led to right. me checking every theater within about a ninety mile radius just because I wanted to see, like, is it playing in there?
0: Exactly. Um,
1: And every single theater, uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, call anybody out uh, or anything, but every single theater is dedicating a specific amount of screens, it seems, to other films that are currently out. Uh, You already mentioned the big blockbuster Marvel-type film, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which is a film I very much enjoyed uh, and saw with a big crowd and had a great time watching. Um, definitely is still holding on to uh, its place as the, the biggest movie out at the moment. Um, and then, of course, Disney's also got uh, Strange World uh, out, uh, an animated film under their label. So, I mean, this is not like we're lacking still having the Disney sort of saturation uh, at the theaters. I mean, you can still, you know, maybe see screenings of movies like um, Tar, the Cape Blanchett film, or uh, Banshees of Inisherin, which... Both of those are very big, critical darling-type films that you will absolutely hear about come Oscar time. Right. Um, but those kind of came and went, it feels like, because of what this torrent of, of big you know, blockbuster-type movies that, by the way, not really restricted to just summer releases anymore. Right. You know, they're trying to make sure these movies are dropping around holidays because, again, holidays are great times to go to the movies with family and friends. Mm-hmm. So um, it, the question of, like, when is it safe – uh, to drop your movie, if it isn't a $250 million-plus blockbuster, um, to be quite honest with you, it needs to just have its release and, and run its course. But it's tough to pick nowadays because the schedules, of course, and you know this as well as I do, John, the movie release schedules for the last three years have always been swapping and changing. Um, you know, Disney has changed multiple, on multiple occasions, uh, the release dates for their films for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, yeah. You know, with the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, thinking it was a good time to release, and then, of course, changing it again. Their entire slate of of Marvel projects all got moved all at once. Um, so everything dropping the way it's dropping, uh, I think, has a lot to do with trying to get it in so that, one, like you mentioned, it can be up for awards consideration which it's not out of the realm to consider uh, something like parts of Black Panther, Wakanda forever being nominated, such a score. Um, uh, Ludwig Granson won for Black Pan- the first Black Panther, uh, the, the Oscar for best score. So, I mean, these are the types of things that, you know, Disney is, is offloading its, its slate, uh, and now they finally got everything out. I believe this is like the closing of a phase of Marvel films. Um, so we have more things to look forward to late, later next year during the summer. Um, but by and large, you know, you're going to see other big films coming out specifically in the animation realm um, and several things will be dropping on streaming platforms. It's kind of tough to tell you, like, what to look out for on what day in movie yeah. theaters, yeah, because some things are also, you know, like having short releases right now, for example, um, Glass Onion, the the sequel to Knives Out. Uh, which Netflix uh, has has produced and is putting out there. Uh, they're dropping it on Netflix, I believe, December twenty third. But right now, in select areas, you can go see it on a big screen in a movie theater for only one week. It has one of the oddest like uh, release uh, plans that I've ever yeah. seen for a movie that you know has a lot of money behind it, a lot of A list talent. Obviously, uh, the early uh, take on the film is very positive. Um, so, I mean, I, I can honestly tell you that it we're in sort of like, I could tell you that there's going to be like a one week period here in the next four weeks where there's not like a whole lot dropping, but honestly, we've got a lot of stuff coming out. There's, um... Just off the top of my head, the big stuff, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is a long-awaited animated film that Netflix is putting out there that looks fantastic, is going to be dropping in December. You're going to have Avatar, The Way of Water. It's been, I think, 14 years in the making. Um, You know, James Cameron is going to put this out here, and I guess the third film in that series is already in the can as well. But uh, December 16th, you can see... And I would highly recommend probably seeing it on the biggest screen you can find because the, the tech behind this movie seems to be like another jump uh, uh-huh. forward in, in how movies are made. Uh, you've got a um, uh, Puss in Boots is coming out. I believe it's called The Last Wish. That's going to be um, sort of the, the Puss in Boots from, I believe, like the Shrek films uh, is getting his own movie. Um, so then you've also got, I want to dance with somebody, the Whitney Houston biopic that I think a lot of people have been waiting a very long time to see. It's finally ready. Uh, it'll be out in late December. And then, you know, if you wanted to, to look into the more like, uh, probably surefire Oscar-type films. You know, I'm sure you could still find a screening of something like uh, Tar or Banshees of Inisher. And yeah. I know that a movie like a, a thriller, if you're looking for it, uh, The Menu is out right now. It's kind of a hot time to go see movies if you're really wanting to get out and go. Um, now, obviously, if you had to do a lot of shopping today, you probably didn't make it to the <laughs> multiplex. But um, if, if you're looking for something to do the next two days of the weekend— if you open up in whatever app or, or you know form you use, even if you just type into Google movie showtimes, you're going to find a lot of good options. Um, and it's not just going to be a big blockbuster type film, uh, which I think is a plus. It's just let's you not, have to understand some of these films are going to get chewed up by the bigger blockbuster films right. if you don't go see them.
0: So uh, let's take a break and we'll do some more with Blockbuster Blake. Oh, I like the way that sounded. Coming up next on 720 WGN. Movies are dreams that you never forget. You stop making movies. It'll break your mother's heart. What was your favorite part? 720 WGN, that's a a chopped up uh, trailer for The Fablemans, the new film from Steven Spielberg. It's 8.50 with John Landegger and Friday Night for Dave Flyer, and we're talking movies and what's coming up and what's good and what's not with uh, blockbuster Blake Stubbs. So, yeah, I think we pretty much exhausted the... Steven Spielberg topic. Uh, although I still <laughs> scratch my head on the way it's being distributed, and then I think, well, will this? Would that movie probably be nominated for something? And I'm going saying to myself, yeah, it would be. Then it would come oh. back. You know, then it would come back out again. You know what I mean? Like a second time with yes these accolades attached to it. I mean, that's happened before.
1: Right. Uh, and that was actually something I was going to say, like everything that I've said here or anything we're about to say, January 24th is going to be the day to pay attention to. And then maybe look back on what we've said here tonight. Mm. Um, that's the day all the Oscar nominations come out. It does have a big windfall in terms of, of how certain movies get re-released so that they have opportunities to be seen. Yes. Um, and that's literally like what happens. I mean, you do you will see movies that you're like, wait, wasn't that out last month? Yeah. Um, yes. And, and because it's had a, I don't know, two or three nominations and, and the studio that backed it wants to go after the Oscar, they're absolutely going to re-release it for a short period of time. So anything that we're able to not see right now, um, and the fableman's i, I would ha- i would highly uh recommend you know looking out for around that time because i do have a lot of faith in the idea that you know spielberg still got the juice john uh, oh, and yeah. he's going oh, no, you know, to be up for you know he's going to be up for nomination oh <laughs> so, no
0: i don't I'm um, not, don't don't get me wrong yeah. i think spielberg's got plenty of juice i'm thinking i'm i'm just looking at it as a marketing demographic that's yes. all i'm looking at yes. and that it's reached the point well, where a steven spielberg movie doesn't Appeal to a 25 year old is what I'm saying right
1: Well and, and the odd thing enough about it is, is that you know his last big release which was West Side Story, did <laughs> not bond. do very well at the box no, office no. after it had a two-year delay on being released. So once it was released, it didn't make as much money as they thought. Once it hit streaming platforms, people started watching it. it gained a, a lot of steam going into the Oscars uh, last year. And and it definitely was one of the more critically loved films. Um, audiences who watched it also very much enjoyed it. Um, and I found that it, that particular film found itself, um, you know, split among demographics in terms of like, you know, there are an entire generation of, of filmgoers and, and film lovers who love the original classic Hollywood era West Side Story. And they didn't really want to see the Steven Spielberg remake. Um, and then there was younger people who watched it. And that's the only version they know. Well, right. somehow they all met yeah. in the middle, and now I can't stop hearing how much people enjoy that movie. So, I'm not saying it, it has anything to do with like Spielberg not being able to draw people, you know, to the box office anymore. And this particular film is definitely a very personal um, entry into his filmography. So, regardless of whether it, you know, makes you know 500 million dollars or more, um, it doesn't, you know, necessarily I think have to, you know, matter in the grand sense. Of course, you want it to make money, and you want it to be successful. But um, this is the type of movie that I think we're going to see a very personal Steven Spielberg when we get, well, when everybody gets a chance to see that particular film. Well, so. I
0: don't, I think Steven Spielberg, if he wanted to, could make a film that appealed to 25-year-olds just like that. But I, think oh, absolutely. He, you know, I, I just think that at this point, I mean, I've heard critics say, or maybe just publicists, could be a publicist, this is the Steven Spielberg film we've been waiting for um because it is so autobiographical uh and i've seen some of the trailers and i'm so psyched psyched to see it i can't stand it um because i think it it's going to give a not only a look inside spielberg's and of course you know it's it's not totally factual there it's based on reality sure. it's not reality but there are some scenes in there about this kid making these films when he was younger and Wow. I'm just like that. It blew me away. So, but then I, and then I get all psyched as we were saying, and I turn around. And I can't find the damn theater near me that's showing the film. It's like
1: what? exactly. It's crazy.
0: Um, anything you want to, we got about a two minutes left. Anything you want to get in here before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, yeah, if you're really looking for something to see and you, you want to get out there and, and you're not looking for the regular mainstream stuff, it, you're going to hear about it come Oscar time. But both films I mentioned earlier, Tar and Banshees of Inisherin, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend people get out there and see. They are definitely not the, the all big you know blockbuster crowd pleaser type films, but one – um, they are the types of movies you're going to see get a lot of, of play around the Oscars, particularly Kate Blanchett will probably be nominated for and I would say has a good chance to win Best Actress for that particular film. Director Todd Field, who also wrote it, did a phenomenal job directing that movie. But also Banshees of Inner and is Martin McDonough getting back together with Colin Farrell and Brendan yeah. Gleeson. And let me tell you, that movie is darn near perfect. I I absolutely adored that movie and I hope that it does exceptionally well, particularly uh, in the writing category uh, for the Oscars. But also I think Colin Farrell has a real shot for the nomination this year. And he really did give the type of performance that I just can't stop thinking about. I thought it was perfect.
0: You know, I just suddenly flashed back on last year and I think Coda was the hot film. One of them anyway. Yes. And that was only available on uh, Apple plus. So yes. It's. We'll see what happens. You know, it's a strange. Movies are strange these
1: days. And don't count out Top Gun Maverick to have a few ah. uh, nominations okay, come off. Cool. I'm serious. I'm dead no, no. serious. I think yeah. it has a shot at a few solid categories. Uh, the movie was clearly the movie of the summer. I think that That's goes with for sure. That, right. Well, thank yeah. you, Blockbuster
0: so, Blake. Thanks for being with us, and uh, hope absolutely. to talk to you again soon. Love talking to you.